In the name of the Father and Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. I mean, continuing our Bible study with the first epistle of St. Peter. And uh, just as a reminder, again, we said that uh, it's one of the Catholic epistles, remember, which means, again, it is not written to any uh, particular person or church, but it is for the uh, universal, for universal. And specifically, again, people who are struggling and suffering from tribulation, from hardships. And St. Peter, as if you remember, as we mentioned, that out of, of the responsibility that he took from the Lord himself, right, said like, no, I have, when since the Lord told him, go and feed my, my, my flock, and go once you go back to your brethren, strengthen them and encourage them. So he wrote this epistle to them as a way of, of encouraging and a way of supporting and a way for them to continue to uh, to uh, live uh, the life that they started, the life that they started. That's why we always say that it's very, very relevant to our uh, day and age, because again, you know, us who are believers, us who know uh, yeah. the, the scripture and everything that through too many things and going through uh, the tribulation of the of the world and uh, the, 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 the every single thing that can actually uh, try to take us away from that, we can easily uh, forget and we can easily just uh, lose uh, faith and, 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 and uh, get into everything else away from, from our faith. That's why uh, the, the epistle was written and that's why, again, it is uh, very uh, relatable to, to what we are living through uh, right now. Um, we went through the, the, the introduction, we went through uh, basically just a few verses and then we'll continue what, we'll, what we're reading today. Again, I'll read uh, the beginning of the, the chapter till where we stopped and then we will continue the part that we're talking about here. Remember what we talked about last time, two weeks ago or not? What was the main thing? What was the main thing, if you remember? What was the main question that we posted for, for, for those who are involved in the posting also? The purpose of my life, right? Based on what? Maybe if we, when we read the, the text, we'll remember. So let's read it first. Again, uh, Peter, an apostle to, of Jesus Christ, to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, and Asia, and Bithynia. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for the sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. This was the first time and what we talked about the first time, right? And then we'll continue again what we had um, last, last session. In verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, right? This is what we pretty much spent the whole session last time about this verse, right? Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again. What does it mean to be born again? What is the purpose of life? Why, why we were brought into this life? Remember, and we remember, if you remember, we talked about several things that are uh, the, the believers are brought to life for. If you remember, we talked about that we were kept for or born for the glory. Remember that? Born according to this basic statement verse. We are born for the glory. Again, blessed be the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. He has caused us to be born again for a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So we're born for the glory. As we'll see today, we are kept for the glory. We are prepared for the glory and we are to enjoy the glory. Remember those four things, very, very important as we go through chapter one, because it keeps that focus on, right? Again, and it answers lots of questions, answers lots of questions like, why are we here? And how come, as we said last time, how come again, you know, things that uh, that I wanted to, 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 to happen, it's not happening anymore and all those things, right? But again, when you read this, when you read this, and when you when you when you understand what's the purpose, you see that again, you know, it makes sense. It makes sense, even though things doesn't make sense, but still makes sense. So again, remember the four things that 
uh, that we, 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 we want to focus on as we're studying this. We are born for the glory, we're kept for the glory, we're prepared for the glory, and we are to enjoy the glory. Abuna, why are you hiding from me? Okay, so we're blessed to have Abuna Mina with us. He was with us in the, in the uh, college retreat, and he'll be with us tomorrow morning also with uh, Divine Liturgy. Um, born to the glory, kept for the glory, prepared for the glory, and to enjoy the glory. To enjoy the glory. So with that, we go on with, with, with the text today and see exactly what's happening. We talked about verse 3 last time, and then let's go to 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 maybe. I don't know. We're just, I'm just going to read it for now. You know, the, the rate that we've been going is just uh, very slow, which is fine again. What is that? What is that glory? What is what what is what is what is the hope of the resurrection? Right. We were just talking about this. Abuna was talking with the college group today about this. That you know, what we have. What does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to be blessed? We're always always thinking about things here. We're always thinking about what are we getting, what are we uh, receiving. You know, how much money, how much job, whatever that is. But when you read something like this, a passage like this, it tells us something totally different. It changed the mindset into something totally different. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Let's, let's stop at this point. We, we kind of mentioned this the last uh, Bible study a little bit, but, but we didn't really dwell on it more and more. Verse 4, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. And we asked that question, why it is mentioned here in the, in the negation, in the negative form, right? Why is that? Remember, we talked about this. Why? To remind us that what is here, what is the other, right? So when 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 I say something in the negative, I'm actually I'm, I'm 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 focusing on what, on the opposite, right? On the opposite. So he's not just saying to an everlasting. You could have said that to an everlasting inheritance, right? To a glorious inheritance, but he's not. He's he's negating his 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 opposite of what what we are experiencing you see what, what, what is he doing he's saying that okay here is here is what you are focused on but this is what it's nothing how by saying that the inheritance is the opposite of this right does it make sense or not right right Right, right, right. Exactly, that's a great point, Sherry, that they are actually going through that trouble of losing, right? They are dispersed. They are going under the attack, under all those things. So are actually literally losing all those things. So he's telling them, well, don't worry. All those things are what? That's why be aware of the inheritance, which is the opposite of what you are holding on to. Right? Because again, we're just talking about this today, actually, uh, actually, Abuna, the idea of all those things are very, very much could be an abstract, right? You have a glorious inheritance in heaven that is waiting for you, like, well, but doesn't, doesn't help me now, right? It's, it's, it could be a very easily an abstract, like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. But when you say you have something that is opposite to what you are holding on to now, because what you're holding on to now is what? is perishable, is defiled, is so on, so on, so right? What else? What else that comes to mind when you hear this, this particular way of writing, of writing it? Incorruptible, undefiled, and that fades not away or does not fade away in a different translation, does not fade away. What do you think? Unfading. What do you think? 
It's forever. Right. Yes. Yes. That's why you are hopeful, right? Again, if again we talked about this before, if you are very, very hopeful of something that will go away, then you you have your hope on something wrong. Something wrong. Yes. One of the meaning, actually, as I was looking at this, is uh, uh, the 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 incorruptible is not to be destroyed, not to be destroyed. The actual word can be can can actually the the in in Greek the a is the negation, right? And the actual word is used means not being destroyed, destroyed. Again, as Sherry was saying, it comes very very very. Uh, relevant to what they're actually losing. Their houses are being destroyed. Their things are being destroyed. And the other thing also that, that is very interesting here when, when he says that uh, undefiled, what does undefiled mean? What does undefiled mean? Like pure, the actual word is defiled by staining. So if you have, if you have a, 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 a white, Cloth, right, or white T-shirt, white whatever, and that that is being stained, right? Unless it's cleansed, unless it's cleaned, right? Is is it any good? It's not. So it's saying undefiled. It's, it's not stained. It's not stained, right? Meaning what again? It will continue to be perfect, perfect. And then finally, fades or unfades. Unfading, it's actually, the word is actually used to, to, to a branch that is what, that withers. So unfading, it doesn't wither, doesn't dry, doesn't die, right? Uh, uh, that, that, that's, that's, that those are the three, the three words that are used here. But it's very, very, actually very challenging. Very challenging. Again, he's telling them again, be courageous, don't lose hope, right? You were born for glory. That glory is lasting forever. It's not, it's undefiled, unfading, un imperishable, all those things. And this is what you should be holding on to, holding on to, right? Again, if we if we if we if we bring this to our our day and age now, right? Our daily struggle, our daily challenges, right? We know that this is there, but we still always do it. Why do we lose hope? Why do we lose hope? It's easy to focus what you can see. You forget about this. So the 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 solution for that would be what? Yes. The solution for that would be what? If it's easy to forget, then the solution is to do what? Not to forget, right? By what? By doing what? Yes, being constant connection with God. So being purposeful. Again, the things that we do and we don't really pay attention to do, well, why are we doing it? It is for that purpose. It is as a reminder, right? But, but, but again, because we do things too often, we're not purposeful about it, right? So the time that I pray, the time that I read my scripture, the time that I'm taking, we're talking with the college group about the importance of taking quiet time always, right? And if, if those things that we do on a regular basis are not really purposeful, then they're not going to remind us, right? I'm just doing it. I'm just doing it. But it, it, what he's trying to say here, as we'll see later on also, it is very, very basic, very basic. Just stay connected. Just stay connected, right? And then the work of the spirit, as we said last time, we are purified by the, by the spirit, right? So pay attention, number one, all what you are holding on to is going to perish, going to fade, going to wither, right? Pay attention because you have something much, 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 much more better than that, that is unfading, un imperishable, right? But in order to keep that vision, keep that view, you have to do what? To stay connected, right? To stay connected. And, and use what God has given us in order to, 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 grasp a taste of that that's why we always say you know what in in orthodoxy you know the glory is not to to be there 
right? As I, as I was talking last time, the, one of the things that we repeat in the liturgy is what? Glory be to God forever and ever. Why? Because that glory is here, right now, here, here. When we attend the service, when we are approaching the mysteries, we are in his presence, that glory is for us. That glory is for us. So it's not something that I'm just actually trying to visualize or trying to imagine or trying to, to again, as he says, it's like the, 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 something to, to, to tranquilize our, our anxiety by thinking of something that might happen to us. No, he's saying that this is what, this is real. This is real. I was reading something, uh, uh, Didymus the Blind from the fourth century. That's something that's very, very important. I'll read it to you. And again, as, I, as we said early on, we try to introduce the, 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 the fathers of the church thoughts about this in order to, to really understand and benefit from that. Pay attention to this. He says, in order to show how the inheritance of the blessed will continue forever, Peter calls it incorruptible and unfading, demonstrating by this that it is a pure and divine inheritance which will remain uncontaminated in the eyes of those who care nothing. So he's saying that by saying that it is imperishable and incorruptible, he's, he's, he's saying what? By this, that it is a pure and divine inheritance which will remain uncontaminated in the eyes of those who care nothing for their present wealth. The key here is that what that this these or that inheritance is what will remain as according to 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 uh, uh, Didymus the blind he he calls it what remains what uncontaminated right uncontaminated which will remain uncontaminated in the eyes of those who are nothing for their present wealth knowing that they have something better and eternal waiting for them. So he's saying that whatever we have here is going. But when, when St. Peter talks about this, that it is in uh, unfading, uh, incorruptible, he's saying that this, it will stay. Nothing will take it away. Even, that's another passage here, I'll read it, which is very, very important. Sometimes, why do we think that those things are not, uh, not for us our, uh, anymore? Why? What are the things that will make us, you know, yes, I know that I have inheritance. I know that it's there for me. I know all those things, but you know what? It's not for me at one point. Why? What are the things that make us doubt that this inheritance is for us? Sin. Say more about that. Yes. Yes. So the accuser always says that we are unworthy of that inheritance, right? It's not for you. You're never going to make it, right? How often do you think this way? How often do we think this way? That's not, I don't think I can, I'll make it. Right? So he's saying, no, it's, it's unfading. It, it is yours. As we'll see later on, you will, will actually uh, um, uh, confirm that by, by, by the other couple of verses that he's talking about. Things unfading. It's yours. It's yours. What else that make, makes us think that this is not ours? That inheritance is not mine. What else? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. Right. That I have to earn it. I'm not, I'm not worthy to do it. I don't know how to do it. Okay. And then I, it's not mine because I, I, I don't have the, the power to earn it. Right? Well, that's not the case. That's not the case. And again, you'll confirm it to the next couple of verses. That's not the case. How, how, how much that mindset can really impact our relationship with God? Big wall, right? And how often does that happen? A lot, right? We think again about that inheritance that is something that is what? Unattainable, unattainable. 
back again to the book that we're studying, how to be a sinner, right? We'll, we'll, we'll talk more and more about that. But it's the idea that, no, it is attainable. That's not attainable. It is kept for you. It is guarded for you. It is prepared for you. And that's why you were born. See the whole link? But we are so much another thing, you know, between sin and between not being, but not being worthy or not able to earn it. Another thing that we always think about also that, that, is, that is, I'm so much thinking and so much dwelling on my own weaknesses, the point like what I even forget about the inheritance. Right? Like as all of us are struggling with several things, all of us, I'm the first, right? During that struggle, right? How often do I really look out of that bubble and look at what is beyond that as the inheritance, right? And that is the hope. That's what he's talking about here. That is the hope, right? But then, well, that's who I am. That's what it is. That's how it's been like. And, and that's why, because of that, I don't know if I even make it or not. I don't know if God even loves, you or loves me or not. I know it's just, just the way I'm living and just forget about it. Another, another beautiful say from, uh, from Hilary of Arles, which is uh, again, the, first, the fourth century. She goes, an incorruptible inheritance must be an infinite one. Right? Basic. If it's incorruptible, that means it is what? Infinite one. Since everything, then the opposite. Since everything finite is corruptible, right? The inheritance of the first Adam was corrupted by sin. The first Adam was inherited or was supposed to inherit what? Eternity. But that was corrupted by, by sin. But the inheritance of the second Adam can never be touched by the stain of sin. It's so beautiful. Again, everything or the inheritance of the first Adam was corrupted by sin. But the inheritance of the second Adam can never be touched by the stain of sin. Never be touched by the stain. What does that mean? What does it mean? The inheritance of the second Adam. Who is the second Adam? Our Lord Jesus Christ. The inheritance of the second Adam can never be touched by the stain of sin. Why is that? Hmm? He doesn't have sin, but again, why that inheritance can never be touched? Even though by the stain of sin. Because he covered that. Right? If you sin, the blood of Christ will purify you from every single thing. But based on what again? Based on faith. Based on faith. Based on me willing to actually say, you know what? I want to come to you. And yes, I am a sinner, but you will purify me. Right? You'll purify me. And that's why that inheritance will never be touched. Which is totally opposite to every single thought that devil always what plants in our mind. That's not yours anymore. You can't do this. Who are we to this? We're just talking about this with Abuna Anthony Paul over there. We always, when we're talking about, he's talking about, I left him talking about the practical example of, of blessedness like Joseph, right? And he goes, Joseph is a, is, a, is a spiritual and successful and blessed man. But the beauty of Joseph that he didn't come, he was not born like that. So again, when we talk about, about, about spiritual people, we always look again at what we have and the examples of people who were, you know, you know, standing to pray from sunset to sunrise. And he goes, no, Joseph was actually, no, he was, he was, he was spoiled by his dad. And he used that in order to provo provoke his brothers, right? Like, I had a dream that all of you will bow down in front of me. Like, come on, you know. And then you don't want him to come and want to kill you? <laughs> like, like, what are you talking about? Okay. But when, when Hillary here, Hillary of Arles, <laughs> not the other Hillary, Hillary of Arles says, but the inheritance of the second Adam can never be touched by the stain of sin. It, it is very, very strong. Very strong. Can never be touched. And that's why every time we sin, we come back and run back to him and say, Lord, I have sinned. Have mercy on me. That's why the repentance, that's why the confession, that's why the Eucharist, the body and blood of the Lord cleanses us from every sin. We pray this during the, at the end of the liturgy, given for salvation and remission of sins. 
every time. We cry out, say it loud, giving for the remission of sins. But, but I still don't know if that inheritance is mine. So even if we're still doubting, listen to this. He goes on with another, another even stronger verse. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. What is kept in heaven for you? What does it mean? Guarded. Guarded. Reserved. Guarded. The actual term here is actually a military term that is guarded. Kept in heaven for you. Kept by whom? Kept by God himself. It's, it's interesting when you look at the, at the word itself and, and if somebody real quick uh, pulls uh, John 17, 11. John 17, 11. If you look it up real quick, that same word is the same word that the Lord said that he was, when, when he was praying for the Father to keep them, keep your people, the same word. It's amazing. John 17, 11, it says, now I am no longer in the world, but those, but these are in the world, and I come for, to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me. Keep them. Keep them. That is the same word that Peter is using, right? As if he was there and he was listening to that prayer or heard that prayer from Christ himself. And he's saying, you know what? I've seen him praying in Gethsemane for you to the Father. To keep them. And that's why, you know what? Don't worry. It is kept for you. It's beautiful. When you link, when you link things together, you link the right thing and the mindset of, 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 of St. Peter to actually the teaching of Christ himself. John 14, 15 is another one. As I am asking that, I'm telling you that these are kept, you also need to keep my commandments, right? That's how you will be kept, right? That's how the, 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 the inheritance will be kept, right? It's, it's kept in heaven, kept in heaven. Another, another statement that I want to read and share with you from the fathers also says, our inheritance is imperishable because it is a heavenly life which neither age nor illness nor death nor any plague can touch it. Our inheritance is imperishable. Why it is imperishable? Because of what? Neither age nor illness nor death nor any plague can touch. Now compare this to any other inheritance that we're holding on to. Right? Where do I get my security from? Where do I get my identity from? Where do I get my future security from? And ask that question. Here it says again that this inheritance is imperishable because it is heavenly life, which neither age, illness, death, nor any plague can touch. It is undefiled because no unclean person can enter into it. It is undefiled. We were saying it's undefiled. Why undefiled? What makes it make something defiled when some something defiled comes into it? Again, if, if we talk about purity, if you have a clean glass of pure glass of water, if you pour something into it that is unclean, that glass will be what defiled, will be undefiled. So here, the the the, the quote is saying that it is unclean because no unclean person can enter into it. It is unfading because the heavenly blessings are such that even after long enjoyment of them, the blessed never grow tired. The blessed never grow tired. It's continuous, it's renewed, it's refreshed. Right? Whereas those who live in earthly luxury eventually have their fill of it and turn away from it. Whatever we're living in, at one point it will be what? Gone. Whether it is a beautiful house, beautiful car, beautiful job, beautiful relationship, beautiful whatever, at one point it will be to be gone. So this is imperfect. So again, we're talking about okay, how can we keep this? Right. Number one, we said it is kept for us; it is guarded for us. 
and it, to make it even more beautiful it is it is in the prayer of the lord christ himself to the father in john 17 that please keep them keep them guard them so christ is praying and has been praying and continues to pray for us for that what else what else who by god's power are being guarded through faith so here is kept and here is guarded for through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time what does that mean who by god's power how often do we say look i cannot do this right so what does it mean when it's what it says that it is kept by god's power what does that mean for us nothing can move it nothing can take it away right nothing can take it away again writing to people who are struggling to people who are in in dispersed who are people who are being under persecution and said no don't worry like what again if we imagine again like what what do you think if we have that mindset you know pinned and 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 and, and established in our mind every time throughout everything right how would that life be like Again, I'm not saying that we shouldn't worry. I'm not saying that we shouldn't suffer and feel and live through the pain when we have the tribulation. Because as it says later on, those tribulations are painful, right? Because we are still in that flesh. But even though all those things, Abuna was saying this today, that that inheritance is not depending on any kind of what outside circumstances it is an eternal thing inner thing that comes from the heart comes from the heart through the holy spirit that he is giving this so that's why saying here that this is what this is by god's power kept by god's power back again to what albir was saying so again if i am cutting myself from that god's power then what what's going to happen to me forget about it. forget about the promise and you don't you don't hold on you're not holding on to the promise right and you lose the promise because again if i if i'm cut from the source of power right then the thing that was kept for me by his power it's not there anymore it's not there anymore right? and 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 i'm sure we all went through this it goes by so fast right and once we start again you know all of us, I'm the first one, you know, once we start to, to let go of our routine, for example, right? Okay, well, I used to pray, okay, very good, but you know what, I've been so busy, you know what, I traveled and, I, you know, issues are happening and everything, I couldn't really keep my, 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 my quiet time and prayer, okay. I have two options, either to come back right away or to Lose hope. Well, that's how that's been. You know, I haven't had my quiet time for the last seven, eight days. Then you know what? That's what it is. I'm already so much uh, uh, involved in everything else and overwhelmed with everything else. And step by step, you feel like what that day becomes two, three, seven months, three months, a year. Like I want, I don't know where to start from anymore. It's been too long since I opened my scripture. It's been too long since I really had a quiet time. It's been too long since I had confession. It's been too long since I had, you know, self-evaluation. It's been too long. It's been too long. It's been too long. And what we are not paying attention that, as we're saying, it's been too long. What are we doing? We are keeping ourselves more and more away from what? From God's power. God's power. I mean, the, 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 the verse is very, very, very clear. Very clear. Right? Who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith. Through faith. Why through faith, not through anything else? Why? How is that? Again, so here you see, what, what do you see in this verse? By God's power are being guarded through faith. Whose faith? Hmm? Our faith. But it's guarded through whose, whose power? God's power. So you see? What, what do you think of that? I mean, isn't God's power enough? Why do, does he have to say through faith? 
requires our will, right? Requires our will. Amazing. I mean, if you think it's guarded through God's power, then okay, well, I don't have anything else to do. It's guarded for me. But then he goes, wait a minute, through faith. Whose faith? My faith. What if I don't have faith? What does happen? Or my faith is not really strong. What do you think? God's power requires my faith. What if I don't have faith? Ask for it. Ask for it. Uh, on faith help my unbelief right I don't believe help my unbelief but again instead of coming to him and asking for to strengthen the faith I actually take this as what step back you know I don't know what you're talking about. I never felt God's power. I never did this. So I don't have that faith and I will never be able to do that. So just let go. So how can I, again, if I don't have that faith, uh, number one, ask for it. Number two is what? What else? What else? You think that we should link God's power to our faith. How can we, again, if my faith is not really strong enough to understand that God's power kept that inheritance for me, what, what else that strengthened that faith? What do you think? Remember the story we were just reading this yesterday, the story of uh, David and Goliath. We were reading this in the prophecies yesterday of Friday, right? What did David say? He said too many things, I know. <laughs> At least 151 psalms that he said. But in this particular encounter, when he was talking to Goliath. Okay. I come to you in the name of the Lord. You came to me with a, with a spear and whatever, but then I came to you. But then what else? What, what else did he say? He mentioned something that's very important. Exactly. I had overcome what? A bear and a lion. Right? Was he just bragging about it? No. Why, 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 why did he say that? Why did he bring this up? Hmm? Proof, right? Reminding himself of the past experiences, right? So when, when, when I am standing against that whole big, huge giant that is, that is, that is you know, uh, uh, accusing me and, 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 and uh, uh, about to, 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 to destroy me, this is the time that I have to do what? To remember, no, God was with me. He made me. It wasn't because of me. But I remember when I stood in front of the lion, in front of the bear, and I killed them, right? So I know that the same God is going to help me now against you, right? So when we see that this is this, this inheritance that is kept and guarded for us by God's power through faith, and we don't have faith, Number one, again, ask for faith. Ask for it. Don't run away from it. We take the easy way. I don't have faith. I will never have faith. I, this is too much for me. It's against every logical thing that is in the whole world. Just, you know what? Just forget about it. Wrong answer. Number two, I totally forget how God has been working with me in the past. And I don't think anyone, anyone ever, God has not worked with him or her. Never. Never. Go and find that lion and that bear that you at, at one point were able to defeat. Go find it. You'll find it. You'll find it. And bring this back again at the time that, you know what, I don't think that promise is guarded for me. I don't think God's power is enough for me. It's not, I have been very, very, very distant and very weak. Bring that back again. And stand in front of Goliath and said, I was able to defeat the lion and to defeat the bear. And that's why I'm able to defeat you because of the name of the Lord himself. So faith, experience, what else that can keep that, bring that faith back again? 
Say again. Yes, definitely. Yes. The, the, the tools that the Lord and gave us, and the Spirit gave us, the tools that the church gave us, right? Use those tools. That's why we have a beautiful church to remind us every time, right? That's why we have a fellowship. That's why we do Bible studies. That's why we do book clubs. That's why we do all those things. That we are all together. We're strengthening each other through the Holy Spirit. Right? That's why, again, when we say, again, if you come to service, come early, then you can listen and hear the word of God. Right? Because when we do this, that is another reason for us to be strengthened, to strengthen our faith. Right? <coughs> One last thing <coughs> from this verse, verse itself. <coughs> Excuse me for a second. The, 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 the remainder of this verse is very important. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. What is the next, the next part of the, of, the, of the verse here says? What does it mean? So it's guarded by God's power through faith. And then what? Before for, for salvation, what is, what, what is he saying? What is he saying? There's something important here. Pay attention to it. There's a word here that, that is hidden. If anybody can pick it up. Who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. What is the word that I'm looking for? You know, I'm picky, so don't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say any, yes. There's one word that I'm looking for. What is it? Just, just truth. <laughs> ready, yes, ready. Why am I so picky about this word? Why? What does it mean when there is it's, it's it's guarded by God's power through faith, but it's also what it is ready, ready to be revealed. What does it mean ready to be revealed? It's available. It's complete. It's right there. But as much as it is ready, then the question is: Are you ready? Right. One of the fathers again says uh, talks about this. Your place in the kingdom of heaven is ready. Your room in the Father's house is prepared. Your salvation in heaven awaits you. All you have to do if you want to receive them is to make yourself ready. It is ready. Are you ready? It is, it is there by God's power. It's kept for you. Okay. Yes, it needs faith. But in order also to, 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 to get there, you have to ask, I have to ask myself, am I ready? Again, what does that mean in a very practical way? Again, look, listen to this. Your place in the kingdom of heaven is ready. Your room in the father's house is prepared. That's what he said. I go to prepare for you. Your salvation in heaven awaits you. All you have to do if you want to receive them is to make yourself ready. And then he continues. But since no one can do this by his own efforts, Peter reminds us that we are kept in the power of God by faith. So it goes back again full circle. Right? We can never be ready, right? But he kept it for us by faith. So the readiness here, what does it mean? Does it mean like I'm really, you know, what does it what does it mean in the, in this in that context? Faith, exactly. 
faith. And I think that's one of the things that we, 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 we don't talk about in a very, very strong way, faith. We don't, think about, we, don't talk, we, don't, we don't talk about faith, right? Peter reminds us that we are kept in the power of God by faith. Nobody can keep doing good works in the strength of his own free will. Is this a true statement? Nobody can keep doing good works in the strength of his own free will. Yes or wrong? Correct or, or, or correct, right? Why is it correct? It's the Holy Spirit, right? Try to be nice to your wife. Okay, good luck. <laughs> right? After how many times <laughs> and things start to be flying around the house? <laughs> right? That's the reality. That's the reality. So he says, nobody can keep doing good works in the strength of his own free will. So we must all ask God to help us so that we may be brought to perfection by the one who made it possible for us to do good works in the first place. That's what St. Peter is talking about. And that's one of the things that we, again, seldom really think about it this way, right? I'll try to push myself. I'll try to tolerate. I'll be nice. I'll do this. I'll do this. I'll forgive. I'll let go. And then we don't, when we don't, we were not able to keep that what happens to us. So what he's, say, what he's saying here, again, nobody can keep doing good work in the strength of his own free will. So we must all ask God to help us so that we may be brought to perfection by the one who made it possible for us to do good works in the first place. And that's why when you go back again to the text, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Ready, ready, ready to be revealed. And the beauty of it, again, when we talk about this here in the context of the orthodoxy, that this revelation is continuous, right? It's not something that will all of a sudden will appear to me sometime, whatever years, whatever place. No, it's real, right? That's why when we pray always, and part of the prayer, when we baptize the, 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 the newcomers or the kids, to, we, we ask the Holy Spirit to do what? Open the eyes of our understanding, that we can see that revelation. We won't see it with our own eyes, but we see it with the eyes of our heart. We see something. We see something. And because of that, you continue, like this is really God's power. That's power. On my own, I cannot do goodwill. Back again to the book of what we're studying. And that's why he goes, in this you rejoice, in verse 6. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So now here, again, we talked about born to glory. What else? Kept for the glory. Remember? Prepared for the glory. This is prepared for the glory. So this is why, in this you rejoice. Why rejoice? Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. So we are, again, so now you look at the trials from a totally different perspective, right? We know that the, that the, the, the inheritance is guarded for, for us. We know that everything is, is kept for us, right? And it is our faith. But then again, if that faith is not going, growing stronger, then we need to go to what? Trials, see? So that now it makes sense, even though it doesn't make sense at the point, like I have no idea why God is getting me to go through this. I told him and I asked him, I prayed about this a hundred times before and please God, but then why did he say yes in the beginning and say no now? And why, why, and why, and why, and why, and why? Well, according to this, your faith needs to be, my faith needs to be what? Refined. Refined. So when I'm going through all the struggles, it's not just a struggle, if I look at it out of the full picture, it doesn't make any sense. But he's saying, in this you rejoice. Like, really? <laughs> you're talking about rejoice, and then you're going to talk about trials? You know? In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. See, I can rejoice and grieve. You know, all those paradoxes all the time. Right? 
rejoice and grieve. Like, how can you rejoice while grieving? There's another word here in this verse that is very, very, very also key word. What is it? In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. What do you think? This is for a little while. For a little while is one of them. For a little while. If, necess if necessary. If necessary. Thank you, Dr. Exactly. Why? Why this is a key word. Because not everyone is, uh, is in need for it. Not everyone, not every time. So when he sees that there is time that is necessary to do something, okay, here you go. Be prepared. And usually, usually we don't look at this if necessary, right? Right? It's very important. It is very important. If needed. Let me read you something I was, I was reading. The phrase, if needed or if necessary, indicates that there are special times when God knows that we need to go through trials. Maybe we're not aware of those times. Maybe you were totally, you know, being in, in, in different world or different view, but he knows. He knows. So that's why this phrase, if needed or if necessary, is very, very important. Again, the, 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 the statement that I'm reading here says, if needed, indicates that there are special times when God knows that we need to go through trials. Sometimes trials discipline us when we have disobeyed God's will. At another time, trials prepare us for spiritual growth or even help to prevent us from sinning. We do not always know the need being met, but we can trust God to know and to do what is best. We not always know that we are in need to be tested. Yes. Example, yes. Who's who's interviewing a prisoner? Uh, I think it was like a reporter. Okay, a reporter interviewing a prisoner. Okay. Um, so this prisoner comes out. Um, uh, he said, if, if, "If I needed to come here, you know, to, to, to jail. Yes. If I needed, if I needed to be, to, if I if it, if it needed to come to this point for me to find God, so be it. So be it." If, it, if I needed to come to jail to find God, so be it. Yes, yes. But again, what we go through is because of everything else that we're busy, we are not aware of that if needed, if necessary, right? In Hebrew 12, verse 11, it, it yes. explained explain this. Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew 12, 11. Hebrew, okay. Can you put it up? 12, 12, 11. Okay. Go ahead, Dr. Samir, say it. Or if we have it here, okay. We'll read it here in a second. Hebrews 12, 11. Okay. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Yes. Very, very self explanatory Right. Now, no chastening seems to be joyful for the present. Again, when we go through the trials, it's not fun. Right? It's no fun at all. But painful. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. It yields something. So according to God, at that time, there is a need. If necessary, yes, there is necessary time now. Right? Out of love. That's where, actually, you, think, you see things going going to, 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 to uh, rest. Because I, as a father, love my child, and I see that it is necessary to do something. So I will, again, take your phone away or do whatever, right? Not because I'm a mean father, but because I love you. Right? That's very, very important. So that's, again, preparing for the glory preparing for the glory. God is preparing us for the glory by allowing us to go through the trials 
when he sees it is necessary. And as it says here, even though we are not what, we do not always know the need being met. We don't know the need. And that's why we, it's so frustrating. Like, I have no idea why God is doing this to me now. Yes. Okay, okay. Not necessarily, Juliana. So Juliana is asking if, you know, you know there's the, like the, the idea of if, if God is not allowing us to go through trials, then we are disconnected or we are not, right? Or we are not close enough to him. So he's forgetting about us. I, I uh, you know, Again, that little while can be very much different. Again, no, not, not necessarily this way. Sometimes maybe God knows that I'm really not able to stand any trial right now, right? So the idea, or sometimes, you know, the trial varies from what we think or what we can, than what actually is happening to us, right? And but, but sometimes we don't see this unless we actually step back and reflect on it, right? Like, uh, whatever, but but something can 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 be even... I'm not quite, I'm not even aware that this is a trial sometimes, but actually, no, I mean, there is something happening here. God is trying to tell you something, even through somebody else, not even somebody that is close to me, for example, right? But the idea that God, God leaves us for, for a certain time, right? But not because he doesn't care or that we are disconnected, but in order to actually what, to, it is not the right time for him, right? So that's why, if necessary, is very, very important that this is the time that what I see that it is necessary now to be to get your attention. Get your attention. Any other comments or questions about this? Let's stop at this point and then we'll go we'll continue. So we talked so far about prepared or born for the glory, kept for the glory. We'll talk about prepared for the glory, and then we'll talk more about that and also along with uh, live to enjoy the glory. Live to enjoy the glory. All this in and through still chapter one of of first peter as we are going through any other questions or comments or additions you know i think one 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 thing to make it you know practical for the week is really to to look at at a couple of things number one are we ready it says here who by god's power are being guarded through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time are we ready for that right if our faith is really not strong enough to believe that that inheritance is kept kept for us by God's power, what are we doing with this? Why are we doing? What are we doing? Here? Are we just taking, you know, letting go of everything and you what know, I don't believe in this, you know, troubles and trials and everything is so much stronger, and I don't believe that God is guarding my inheritance. I, I just lost lost faith, or we're actually, as we're saying, bring it back to Him, take it back to Him. Remember David and the bear and the lion, as you were talking earlier today, right? Remember God's, ask myself, am I ready or not? And the second thing, again, is knowing that it is, it is God's time. He sees, you know, when, when he allows us to go through a struggle, that this is the time necessary for us to be purified. Continue with this next time, God willing. And uh, as I said, you know, just keep reading and keep uh, contemplating and praying that God will will guide us through that through that study. God will uh, will continue next uh, Saturday, as I said. Tomorrow, God willing, we'll have uh, Abuna Mina praying with us. We'll get the blessing of having Abuna with us here, uh, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll. Uh, uh, next week also we'll continue our uh, our book club on Wednesday. Wednesday evening we do the late liturgy through the the Lent, uh, 4.30 to 7 p.m., followed by dinner and then followed by the book club, uh, How to Be a Sinner. And kind of everything is, goes around the same the same theme here. Uh, okay, let's pray and then we can. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, speak, Lord, hear us and say together, our Father who art in heaven, on earth, give us this day. Give us a temptation, but deliver us. Glad to be in our power, your glory, and our
May the love of God the Father, grace of only begotten Son, the King of the Holy Spirit, be going peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. Have a good night, everyone. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you.